as of, and that's when he's reading, you know, as of, um, it was June of 2010, they believe me. Mm-hmm. Because anybody in their right mind, and this is what Todd Berry told me, Bruce, he said anybody in their right mind would have took two, not just one. I would have took those immunities if I really was involved in something like this. And I really would have. <laughs> I didn't need the immunity. And, you know, that's not just a, hey, this is, the, I'm innocent because I turned down two immunities. That's not what I'm innocent of. I'm innocent of not knowing anything about the whereabouts of Samantha Burns. That was the main issue in in any of my court documents that are public, which some are not. I don't know if anybody's known that, but like me being a star witness, that is not really known, you know? And why I was a star witness, I don't even know why I was a star witness because I don't want, I don't like that little star witness thing. You know what I mean? Um. <laughs> that title and what I and what people don't understand is I testified to their demeanor I testified to the things that I seen in person on them like the guns the knife the money the uh the tide detergent the 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 long marble duffel bag that a body could literally fit in okay mm-hmm. and I even asked them I, I asked them was the body ever in that damn duffel bag and they said no. You know, that's eyes, Todd Berry, and all of them. Because that marble bag, you know, I don't know. My dad had one. And it was so long. You know, there, there was a body that could fit in that, okay? Well, I, that's the, that's what I testified on. I didn't testify on there's, here's where they placed Samantha Burns. I did not. I even, I don't know if you knew this, but did you know I went in front of two jurors to to get me out, you know, not to get me out, but to see if I was lying about anything or see if they had any suspicion of me, like, knowing anything I, in Huntington? No, not ever. I had to go in front of two jurors. One was, you know, to see if they can proceed with charges on me. And that was never proceeded because I don't know anything. I mean, I, I've literally gone through every nick and cranny of a damn hole I can go in to prove to authorities because I was going to get charges put on me. Of um, I don't know what kind of charges they would have processed me with, but that's why I went in front of two jurors. You know, and something. You know, they they asked me thousands of questions, literally. It was it was not easy. And I've been through hell and I just wanted to stop. I just need Chad to know I want you to tell him that I want I would love for him to tell the truth for once. You know? Just tell the truth. Because no matter what, they're gonna die. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like I said, it could be. And with him dying and not telling the truth, and just, that would be sad. Yeah, they both take it to the grave. But one thing I was wanting to, were you, like, mentioned about being a star witness? Was Tina Tina and Andrea ever, like, they weren't? They did, they, no, no. I know. That's that's one. Kind of they were in on, well, (laughs) Helping them, you know, travel around and stuff since they used her. I know Tina Severance helped Chad. They Tina Severance is the one that picked them up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tina Severance knows because when she was with Dwayne, she dated Dwayne way before she dated Chad. Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe Dwayne helped them do something. Dwayne or Ronnie knows something because I got a hold of Ronnie. Uh, several years ago, and I was going to meet Ronnie, and I asked Ronnie, and I, and I said, then I don't have the phone that the text is on, but I believe somebody has screenshots. I'll, I'll check on that because I can back up what I'm saying. <coughs> Ronnie, <coughs> I asked him in a text, I said, do you know anything about Samantha Burns? And his response was, 
I'll have to tell you, meet you in person and tell you about it. And I never did get to meet Ronnie because every time I, one thing, uh-huh. one thing with that, um, there was another inmate that was in there with Chad and Brandon. Mm-hmm. And he had wrote Samantha's mom, Candy, and mentioned that four people knew where the where Samantha was at, from if I remember correctly. Well, Chad got upset, saying that he was trying to lie to them. So I don't know. Because you have lost. He's trying to save Tina's ass and blame that on me because I'm the only one, basically. Tina knows Huntington. Tina lived in Huntington with Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Tina's not stupid. Yeah, they mentioned, like, because that was one thing, was that they mentioned, like, his brothers and stuff knowing. And that I think that's and for mm-hmm. trying to, But I don't think they ever really... I wrote to that inmate, but he never responded back. But I don't know. It could be one of those things. You have, like, a lot of... Uh, inmate confessions where they do that yeah kind of like what you're saying like they try to get you to be like hey we'll give you a lesser sentence which i think that guy's not even on death row anymore i think he's got i think he got changed to life if i remember correctly but yeah they literally never 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 offered me anything and that's what some people don't know i guess because I, question. <sighs> um see that's one thing i've always been kind of tossed up on with with what Chad said, that's why I've kind of, like, looking at it, like, you know, from my understanding, what they done with Alice, they just kind of took her off in the an area, kind of covered her up with brush, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. left her out there, you know, which he did lead them to Alice, you know, seven years later, but a dozer had been through that area and, you know, scattered her out a little bit, um, you know, He's, he goes into all this detail with what happened to Samantha, like, with Alice. Like, they just push her, you know, put her somewhere, cover up, leave. Like, Samantha, because his story, which, like, which we've kind of talked about, you know, him saying that, you know, they killed her, they left her somewhere. Well, well they left her where they killed her at. And then when they came back, supposedly you and Brandon had moved her to your mom's, and then they moved, then he got upset, then you guys moved her to where she's supposedly buried now, in Buffalo Creek. That's so far-fetched. And, it is. I mean, Yeah, the V-shaped tree, like, my, like, that's my whole thing, is like, if you just put Samantha, you know, they put Samantha out in the field, wooded area, whatever, you know, and cover her up, like, why would they, like, why give Samantha a proper burial? Like, you know, well, it's not a proper burial, you know what I mean, a burial, though, like, they, like, to me, I think, because he was talking about, you know, the railroad rocks. Like, who's going to cover railroad rocks? Carry, well, carry railroad rocks out to a spot. Who's going to take time to dig, you know, with a shovel? Especially where they, you know, that's risky. Somebody could drive by. Somebody could look out a window because there's a house in the one area he's mentioned. But that's what kind of like where a lot of people think. Like, where you feel, you know, that the remains that were found on DeFeo Road could be her because it lines up, you know, it's just, it's somewhere off the road, they don't do nothing, you know, they just push her over the hill, because from my understanding, it's a very steep area, like, I've drove by it years ago when I went out to German Ridge, and Haney's I don't even know where the road is, I I don't even, I, I know it's like, off the left, or the right, might be the left, it comes back, yeah, it's on the left, but it comes back, but, like, yeah, just a mile up, you're right there where her car is found, right, yeah, that's right, and, I don't know. I've never been on the road that, that they're talking about where these remains was found or whatever. But I honestly think that Chad wants to, wants ever, like his mentality of sitting there you know, on death row is like, hey, I don't want to be looked at like I'm a senseless killer. Like he didn't, he wanted to give him proper burial. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, cause like I said, in that kind of state of mind that that he thinks that the people's literally in, like we're gonna people's gonna look at him like he's a senseless killer. And deep inside, I think that's what Chad thinks. Because in all honesty, if I was sitting on death row, I would literally want the family to have a proper their daughter, you know, their child, whatever. Personally, I know people don't think like I do. I'm the only one that thinks like I do. I would think 
hey, I can at least do this much. You know, yeah, he brought him to Alice. But this is this is just a cat mouse game for for him with Samantha for some reason. Just with the whole story, like I was saying, just that's just what don't make sense to me. Like you would think, like say they did kill her by a river, you know, like the easiest thing, rolling river, you know, wherever they killed her at, leave her there, cover up with brush. Like why would they treat another person? Which which one thing, like with Samantha, since she was the first one, you could kind of look at it like. Because it seems like they just robbed people. Well, not you know, got purses out of cars, broken the cars, you know. Well, what I read, what I read, read, <clears throat> and I don't want to put this out there to like hurt anybody or to, you know, I, I put it out there because that's what I read, and when and how they killed both of those girls, you know, Alice and Samantha. It, it was it was heartless, you know, and I I, I can't get it out of my mind. Do you, <laughs> do you think they just killed them, like where they basically abducted both of them? It was kind of like that thing, like if we let you go, you're going to rat us out, type thing. No, they were they, there was no intention to let them they go alive. Cold, cold blooded. Just a adrenaline rush of yeah. killing somebody. Yeah. Because, yeah. see, that could yeah. be like with Samantha, you know, they kill her. They got the adrenaline rush of that. Because, like, if you listen to, like, most serial killers and stuff, they say, you know, when you get that adrenaline rush from the first one, it's a hunger you got to keep feeding. And, and that's what, you know, that's when I think that Chad wants to be looked at as such something else other than a senseless killer. And he's, he's good with his words. He's good with twisting stuff. He's good with making people think, hey, the, you know, different, he throws off these different scenarios. And the scenarios fit, but they don't, you know, the, that, that they don't fit. You know what I mean? Uh, basically, and, everything I've looked at from, like I said, I, like, anything that's ever been, like, where, kind of like with your names involved in her case and stuff, you know, they came to you. Well, with me doing kind of like, I'm nothing, you know, amazing or anything. Like, I'm not. I guess you can kind of look at them like an amateur private investigator type thing, but like, I don't right. need to do what I do. You know, I just, I'm, I'm interested in true crime. I've always been, but I've put my yeah. name out there. Okay. So with my name being out there, even though, you know, let's see, I wasn't, you know, but I was 13 years old when all this happened, like I was little, but it basically, my name's out there. So people come to me. And tell me like all these different scenarios. There's a theory, some mm -hmm. opinions on it. Like, you know, I'm the one of those people. You know, I take everything in consideration. Like, I have my mm -hmm. own thoughts, but I still look at every angle, even if I don't believe that that's what happened. Right. I still look at it because I was like, well, this might feel like there's a possibility. Yeah, you don't know what fits, and everything's speculation because we don't know where she's at. So right. I look at every angle, whether I believe it or not. I see, hey, can it fit? I go back over my old notes, compare, and it's just like with Chad, you really, because I've noticed when talking to him throughout the years, uh, I remember I, f I forgot who, one of the times, I think I mentioned it in the blog, I think, but where I'm from, they made a, they built a McDonald's and stuff there years, yeah. years after the fact. He was already arrested, but he told me he remembered that. But it was it wasn't even built when he was free. So <laughs> there's been other people that's mentioned that he does that. Like if you tell him, you know, do you remember this blue building? Then he'd be like, yeah, it was by the blue building. Like he kind of feeds off because that's what they said with like where it was supposed to be Lava Lett, and then a lady started talking to him from Buffalo Creek area, and then he's so like, they run right into each other. Yeah, and like kind of makes him fit and be like, yeah, this is the location or this is this. So he's basically kind of people's feeding him things, and he's kind of taking it. Going off of that. Yeah, going with that to yeah. say, hey, maybe this is the actual area. That's kind of what I kind of feel. Because I don't know if you noticed, um, after these remains were found, because he'll take time. Like, I didn't hear back from him for a while. Like, I made him mad because he took me off his email because I basically called him out and said, you know, <laughs> enough's enough. You know, right. call him a liar. Well, he finally wrote back later on when I wrote him, you know, told him, because he, he didn't respond to, like, two two or three letters I sent him. 
And then I told him, I was like, hey, they found remains, you know, about a mile away from where a car was found. You know, what's your thought on this? And then he kind of didn't really give me an answer. And then the second letter, when I, because he said he tried to remember the road, so I sent him layouts of, you know, the area. And he basically said it wasn't her. He says, because somebody had told me they found stuff in that area, like years ago, like clothes, particles and stuff. I've not mm-hmm. been able to confirm that. But when I told him that, he said, well, that's not her. That's somebody else. And he told me it was a girl that went from, was it Canova? That was a prostitute. Yeah, I was reading about that. That's bullshit. There was nobody else missing. I I can't find nothing. Like, I've looked all over. I've talked to people that's local, and everybody's like, like, I found people that might fit the description, but they're not anywhere around here from Canova area. So I don't know where, I don't know if he just got the particle thing different, but, you know, then he basically said, you know, if it is uh, Samantha, that then, you know, she was moved there. When, you know, that's when he yeah, that's what I don't get. If she was moved there, okay, she was moved apparently per Chad during this time. Me and Brandon was supposed to move her. Okay, if he knew, if he knew for a fact that me and Brandon had moved her, would he have said if she was, she would have been moved? She she must have been moved. That's what I don't piece in together. That's what it throws it all off to me. Okay, so he's telling. Years prior to his little sentence that he just made here recently about the remains. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's one thing, because I, I know some people, you know, do believe, which which at first, I do admit, you know, you know, I was younger, and I'm like, you know, you know, this was all new to me when I first wrote him, you know, and then I'm like, and I started looking at other things, other things he has said, you know, and you're kind of like, if you if you bury somebody... You don't know where you put that body. Well, yeah, and if somebody moved her, like, you know how risky that is? If, like, say <laughs> you went out there, you know, and <laughs> moved her, you're going to be paranoid as crap of getting caught or, like I said, anything. And, like... I can't even imagine even putting myself... I've tried to put myself there. Because... Think uh, about, though, too, like, say, you know, not... You know, bodies, a body's going to decay because everybody's like, well, maybe... She was moved because, you know, it, it could tie in somebody else. But after so many, you know, over a period of time, all evidence is going to not be there. Like if, say, right. if Chad said that, you know, Brandon shot her in the head and then Brandon said Chad, you know, stabbed her a thousand times. When she's just boned, you're not going to know what really happened unless, you know, right. the skull's found and there is a gunshot wound or something or there might be some marks of a knife on her you know, chest or whatever on a rib cage mm-hmm. where it was found. So, like I said, there, evidence really wouldn't be with the body per se, which, because see, that was one thing he said was like with your brother and stuff. He said that mm-hmm. they buried her in a tarp and that the your brother supplied the tarp. If I remember, it was mm-hmm. supposedly That's a brown, first time brown tarp. Heard that. I think the way he said it was a brown I've tarp. I've never even heard about that. This first very time I've ever, ever heard about a tarp. That was on mine because I remember um, when my brother jacked up the BMW because in his garage mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was mud all under it, and that, and then my brother didn't want the car because my brother you know was dealt in like willing to own cars and whatever. He said I don't want that car, and there was just something that my brother I guess wrong about that car. He said I don't want this car. And made Chad, and he told Chad, he said, take my fucking sister home right now. Because my brother really didn't like the folks. <laughs> because he, uh, his brother, Ronnie, mm-hmm. turned state's evidence against my brother and Robin into, told on him about Robin Geno's. You know, Ronnie turned state's evidence on my brother and my cousins for Robin Geno's. Not just once, not just twice, probably about six times. You know? Mm-hmm. And my brother had to go up you know, who got put up for that. And Ronnie never did out their time out of it when Ronnie was involved. And I don't know if that seems off to where Chad is so angry at my family about, uh, because, you know, they're known as Finch, literally known as a snitch, Ronnie is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, I know they had a big, alt, you know, altercation about that. And there was fights and, you know, shit like that 
it went down and it wasn't pretty, but, you know, that's when we never really talked to the folks again, you know? Um, what do you actually, to get your opinion, um, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. It's in my notebook. Uh, he's a pastor, he's a pastor, I think, or, you know, preacher type thing, but he deals with, uh, inmates and stuff in jail. Well, I had, spoken, oh, yeah. I had spoken to him about Chad. You know, I was kind of getting a feel, you know, different angles and stuff about him. And this mm-hmm. was years ago. And he told me that he, he believed Chad was telling the truth. And, right. uh, trying to think he's on the the uh the podcast uh is it matt rawlings they interviewed him well i found an article he wrote about chad and he mm-hmm. he said you know talks about where chad passed polygraph test and all that and mm-hmm. he felt that chad was telling the truth with everything which in all honesty he could be telling the truth she could be buried out of the yeah. creek and somehow some way she's just been overlooked very possible she could be anywhere like me personally, if she's in the if she's in the river, she'll never be found. But right. you personally, do you feel that she's on land or in water? I personally feel, from everything that, because I do look at everything. I do look at the scenarios as well. I do. I, I don't speak of them like when I type and stuff because I'm not a very good typer. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm very dyslexic, and but my thinking, I'm right on it, and I really and honestly think that she's on land. I really do, and because of the statements that I've read about and what Brandon has told from day one, they just pulled off the road and dumped her body out, out. and that was it. No water, nothing. So I don't. I honestly think that she's on land. I think that, that she, I think that Chad has, like, maybe gotten confused because I, I look at Chad's point of view of all this too. He's pissed off at me because I did call the police, you know, when I told him I wouldn't. And so he's pissed off. I threw, I threw, I threw him off or something. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I did. I left the assholes in my house. It's the first mistake. But, I honestly think that Chad is telling some sense of the truth. So but basically, yes. a little bit of truth. Like, everything he says, there's probably a little bit of truth in that. Yes, there's truth in what he says. and But there's so much BS that he's putting with it. And it's... Yeah. Right. It's like cat and mouse game with him. He wants people to piece this together. And... And me, him throwing my name in there is just like totally unscrabbled everything. And it's just like, he's covering for Tina because <clears throat> he was deeply in love with that girl, you know? And I was, I'll say it till the day I die. Tina knows something because that Shania Twain song that she was talking about that was playing, like, it gives me chills, you know? Like, Apparently, when they was dumping Samantha, Tina literally said a Shania Twain song was playing. And I had to, I can't remember the damn song, but it's wrote down in this notebook that I, I was scribbling everything, trying to get everything that she was trying to say mm-hmm. and telling me. And I honestly think that, Tina, that Chad was covered for Tina because Tina was with them. That's what I think. And they had to come to my house because if they find out that Tina was literally with them, Tina would be up too. You know? <clears throat> I know she, uh, let me see if I remember correctly. And I'm just not trying to cast the blame on Tina because Tina, <clears throat> hell, Tina has never been in, in the limelight of Samantha Burns' case, which she should have been. Yeah, she's basically just, I don't know when she moved to Texas, but she basically left and like, if you probably weren't around here, you probably would not be involved either. Like, you know what I mean? You just... Right. I'm, I'm an innocent bystander. That's what they told me. After literally Todd broke me down, they broke me down. You know, they literally took every inch of my bones and just tried to break. And 
and Todd said, anybody that's been integrated harassed, <clears throat> they know who they've harassed me. And I'm okay with that today. I don't even care about it. You know, they did, they was doing their job. You know, they, they broke me. I, I would have broke. I would have told them, look, <laughs> okay, if y'all would just leave me alone. They almost had me. You know, I'm not saying they almost had me as in, you know, oh, they almost had me, but they almost had an innocent person confess to something they didn't really know. You know what I mean? It, it, it happens a lot. It's the interrogation. <laughs> it's really bad how some people confess to things that they never were part of, and they go and somewhere and sit in prison for the rest of their life. It almost took that turn, you know, because I was so drained and so mentally and physically. I was just, you know, I couldn't take it no more. But, you know, my mom always told me, you know, my mom, mom didn't have the real relationship like we, like I wanted. And, like, today I don't even give my own girls that relationship, you know. And that's my fault. That's my fault because I had to accept a lot of things. And, you know, when I was in prison for five years, I basically lost everything besides the lives in my kids. And my kids are grown, you know, they're 24, 23, they're of age, you know, and this is my son. And my son, they took when I, he was three days old when I was in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, now that they have these baby programs and, you know, they, the state treated me really unfair. You know, he's going to be 17 this month. My mom died this month, 17 years ago. And I tell you, it seems like yesterday. And it seems like yesterday that Chad and Brandon was in my house. You know, and it just seems like it stopped, the world stopped, and it's not going to go on until something is, the truth is said. And I can't give nobody nothing but the truth. And that's all I've given is the truth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm, my story's never going to change. I mean, it's there. I can't change it. I can't put nothing with it. I can't take nothing away from it. And I, the only thing I took away from it is, I guess, my reputation. My reputation has been ruined, I feel, because because I put myself in that situation. Yeah, it's basically like you said. You, you know, you're tied into, well... Which Huntington, you know, has got shootings and stuff, but, you know, in, the, in that time frame, you know, that was actually more of a, I personally, my opinion with, like, Samantha and Alice, I think they were at the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't think they were singled out. I think they no, were. No, they wasn't singled out. Yeah, That's one place. thing I will say. <clears throat> it was opportunity. There it was. Yeah, and so I kind of, like. And after they did it, I believe, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but if I don't say it, I won't remember it. it I, I believe when they realized what they really have done, they made a messy mess of it, you know, yeah. a mess of it. And everybody that they come in contact with, it, it was just, it's a mess in their life. And only they could clean up that mess. And... Chad's not, Chad needs to clean up his mess. I mean, either there's, the yeah, I said there's some truth to it. There's a lot, of, there's a lot that he's, I don't know why he won't just say, you know, it fucking aggravates me. Yeah, but like I was saying, there was like all this, like I said, it's, it's, could you, like I said, you hear about shootings and stuff, but you don't really hear about them continuously. Like with Samantha, you know, it's a local case that was a senseless killing. It shouldn't happen. You know, if they never broke out of jail, boom, it never happens. Or if she hadn't been there at that exact time, she never would have. But you kind of look at it, though. You know, if it wasn't her, would it have been somebody else? Like, were they still going to potentially get somebody type situation? Yeah, because that's what some people don't understand. When when Brandon got arrested and Chad came back to my house, Chad gave me some bullshit story. Like, he, that was his girlfriend, you know, Probably that you know, after knowing now that he was really trying to hijack another girl and kidnap her and stuff from that Ashland Mall parking lot. She was she was on the phone or whatever. That's what kind of made yeah. it stop. Because yeah, they had been definitely a witness. Well, Chad, Chad came back to my house after that and told me some bullshit story, and then we started getting high again. 
And that's when the news come on. I think it's 10 o'clock news because I was off that day. Yeah, 10 o'clock news. And then I was like, man, that dude was just here. And I was hitting my friend on the leg. Like, I was, like, kind of shocked. And no, it wasn't, you know, it's 5 o'clock news. It was, like, early morning. Yeah, he had it was, the, like, uh, real light. Yeah, the, the early morning. Yeah, he had the shootout, and then they got him in the river. Like, yeah, because it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, I didn't know he got arrested until... Like, I was watched in the news. It was that early morning. And I was hitting my friend on the leg, like, man, he was just here. I looked at Chad, I said, what is going on? That's when he comes with this big bullshit story about, you know, all Beth, that was his girlfriend. He didn't tell you he had a girlfriend in Kentucky that she, he, she didn't want him hanging out with me. So she called law on him and this happened. Which I already knew Brandon had that gun. I knew that Brandon had that gun. I knew that, you know, where they was going, they was going to Ashland. That's the only thing I knew. And then when Chad came back, that that was not, I didn't know he was coming back. I thought, you know, hell, you know, they're gone. I was kind of glad that they left, <laughs> to be honest. And then Chad came back, and I was, like, stuck with him again. And he kept asking me to go to this bike rally. And I was like, man, I'm not going. And we was going to McDonald's parking lot or drive through and I said, take me home. I said, just take me home. I said, and he basically was getting angry with me because I didn't want to get him no more dope. And I so I went and got him a $20 piece and I gave it back to him. And I, and I told him, I said, I didn't even want to smoke it. So I didn't even smoke it. I said, I just want to go home. My mom's going to be there, drop off my girls. And if I'm not there, she's really going to trip. And I got home. And I fell asleep. I was waiting on my mama. I fell asleep. And next thing I woke up, I see Chad and Brandon's face, Tommy, as I called him, on the news. And, you know, I, I literally ran around my coffee table pulling up my hair because I didn't know what was going on at the time. I did. All I, all I knew is there could be, you know, there was suspicion that this man was missing. Hmm. And so I went to my neighbor's house, and next thing I know, and this one is all folded out, and this one, everything was trying to get everything pieced together. It was trying to find some of and and else, and there was all three of this crime, you know, multi state crime spree. That's when it all fell together and all ended up on CNN. Because, you know, and it, it was just a mess. Because, and from my understanding, Tina and Andrea left right before they were right after they, the Canova Motel. That's when that day, it was early day, early noon, whatever, Chad and Brandon come to my house. And they, that's when Tina left. Uh, and they all they stood up. Left in uh, South Carolina is where they were left at. Because um, after they had killed... Well, they killed Samantha first. Yeah, then they went I to believe. Dallas, and then they she reported her van stolen, and they boogied out and left them down south. Okay, wouldn't south you think? Wouldn't you think? You're right. Wouldn't you think if they come through West Virginia, which they did, and back, you know, they killed Sam first, Samantha, and they, you know, Tina, and these girls was with them the whole time. Why hasn't none of that been said? I mean, that's common sense, Bruce. Oh, yeah. I knew from what she has said, you know, in the articles and stuff, and, like, basically, I'm assuming the way they, because they, they said the way Andrea was, she didn't remember a whole lot. Like, she slept most of the trip, from what I've been told. But Tina, Tina had said, that, yeah, I kind of, like, you know, how you're going to sleep through everything that was going on. But from what you said, I guess... <laughs> there was guns going off, for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the robbery of her friends that Tina set up for the guns and stuff. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, and then that cop that was looking in one of the hotels, and that was when Brandon, you know, said that he thought he was going to shoot a cop and all that when they were checking the rooms or something. or by. But yeah, the, from my understanding, Tina had said that, I guess they stayed at the hotel, but... Brandon and Chad supposedly left, and then they didn't return until the next morning. One and the but their clothes was muddy and muddy, everything. One was wet. I can't. I think Brandon. I think Chad was wet, and Brandon was muddy. It was, it was the other right. one. Right. One of them. Yeah. So. But when she talked to me, she never left her sight. 
and she talks to me, Tina. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I I don't get. They never left each other. Her and Brain, her and Ty was hip to hip. See, I kind of feel from what I've read with like her, like it was more or less Chad kind of playing her, just to, you know what I mean, like use her because yeah. he knew that she could be trusted and. Basically, because the way I understood that she that she was a heavier set woman or something when she was a CEO, where he was, yeah, and that he had basically flirted with her, you know, got her trust, and then mm-hmm. you know, like treat her like she was. And this, during this time, she was dating her brother, his, bro- his brother, mm-hmm. I believe, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, some at some point I remember them dating because I knew there was you know speculation and stories that Chad you know tried to get Dwayne to kill her. You know, and stuff after he got mm-hmm. arrested. And that's why he killed himself. Because he knew what happened and he did not want to really take, give the blame or take, you know, take it. Which, and that's my, you know, that's my opinion of that. You know, it, there's just so much that, like, I've, they've always, it was just like, it seemed like they, they just pinpointed me. You know, I'm like, damn, when did I have the time to do all this stuff? And here I am thinking, you know, thinking I missed something sometimes, you know, thinking, hell, did I really miss a body, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just the way I say things, you know. I'm like, God, Beth, what really happened? And, you know, I remember. I don't, it's not because I was doped up, but I will remember <laughs> literally moving a, a corpse, you know? You know, that's, that's, that's like, you know, when you have, like, your kids first born. You remember that day. You know, mm-hmm. big things in your life. You remember even that bad thing. Like if you're like with them, you know, they killed her, you know, her and Alice, like basically they're going to remember. Cause even, you know, that was not a good thing, but the bad thing. Something you don't forget. It's imprinted in their life. Cause you always have, like I said, good moments that's imprinted in your life that you always remember. And then you know, yeah. the bad times that you know it's imprinted. They like, I I personally think both of them knows. You know, definitely Chad knows. Like yeah. Brandon, he's not from here. You know, I can understand his. But one thing um, <laughs> you said, because I know Tina has said that Chad was kind of like, you know, cool, laid back after all this. You know, where she said that they slept next to each other and everything. Like basically cool, calmer. You know, despite you know breaking in the cars, robbing people, you know, killing, which at the time would have been, I think, after Samantha was killed. But when they got to your house, like, how was Brandon? He's kind of laid back and, you know. He was kind of hyped up. He was kind of hyped up. Chad was very, he slept like a baby on my couch. And with a gun on his chest. And I told him, like, to get the gun out of my house. Because I don't like guns. I fear guns. And I told and Brandon was just swinging it around in that leather jacket. I'll never forget it, you know. And, you know, I kept jumping and, you know, like <laughs> having problems breathing and stuff. Come to find out there's, you know, anxiety attacks, and I didn't know what they was, you know. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, get that fucking gun out of my house. I don't want it. Excuse my language, but I, that's what I said to him. And they went out there and put it in, in that glove box. The two knobs. See, I knew, and later on, huh? I knew Brandon. Like you said, he was kind of hyped up and stuff. I uh-huh. some of the things they mentioned, like because he has some mental issues wrong with him as well and stuff. Or <laughs> I guess you would never know like, it. Which um, one thing I just found here recently, uh, they were talking. It was during the uh, I want to say one of his appeal hearings uh, a couple years ago. Like, I think it was last, I want to say in 2015, but they were talking mm-hmm. like he had a low IQ on everything. Like, they were saying, like, 68, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, I read something about that. Yeah. yeah, I did read something about that. That was, like, the, the two pills that he, before he had no more pills left because that, of his IQ and his mental state. Mm-hmm. When I met that boy, I thought he was older than 18. He looks like, he looks older than what... You know, I know he's young and stuff, but he looked older than those. But, like, that's what I kind of wonder because I know that's kind of how it's kind of played off, like where Chad was a little bit older 
like you know kind of played it off like me and chad's the same age yeah like basically chad's like kind of like an older brother you look up to and that's kind of like how brandon possibly saw you know you know you're telling somebody younger than you you know i got all the stuff outside of here you helped me get out of kentucky you got all this Chad was a bully Chad was a bully i mean <clears throat> when he killed my cat and this was at a very young age. I think I was seven. Chad, same age I, as I, I am. He, you know, the brick road, I don't know if you've ever been on Leeward off Park Street in Huntington. Uh, I probably have. Well, yeah, you probably have. But some of the road is brick, and they never changed it because that was the original road back in, yeah. like, before, before I can remember. I, I remember brick roads. And uh, we, me, and, me and my... My cousin, two, two of my other cousins was walking, and two of my friends, there was girls and, and two of my cousins and myself, and we seen Chad break that cat's neck. It was my cat. It was Fluffy. I mean, that was the cat's name, Fluffy, because it was just, it was the prettiest cat you ever seen. He was mad at me because I would not date him. And I started dating my brother's best friend, which was my ex, is now my ex-husband, but... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I remember him breaking, and I told my mom, and you know what my mom said? She's like, yeah, he's going to be a serial killer. And I'll never forget that. And you know what? He's going to, I mean, my mom, she told me to eat those words because that's what he, you know, he's not a serial, I mean, he's basically a serial killer killing those people, but not those people, but. It's going to be like, well. Yeah, he, I don't know what you would call him. Because usually serial killers, you got the cooling off period, but they're kind of like, I guess in a way you could kind of like spree, since you know, yeah, because they wasn't mad, they wasn't masked, they all wasn't at once. More of a spree killer, where you know a couple of days, but they were doing other crimes and stuff between. Yeah, and, and that's what I don't get about the other crimes. If there was a shootout, right, like two nights before they come to my house, why wasn't this? I don't understand it, and it's just like the whole the whole law thing failed. <laughs> Yeah, um, when they come to them, I'm trying to think because they didn't kill the guy in Kentucky. I remember they, in that seventy-two hours of live, he had spoke. I know they had video of him in that, and he was. And I've read too where he kind of said more that Chad was quiet, and then that Brandon, which they said like Chad, kind of ordered him to tie the guy up and everything, and then he got upset because how Brandon was trying to tie them. I guess it was kind of tying it loose, or he didn't like how he was tying them up. And then he kind of took over. And that Chad was more of the silent, silent type, which you'd kind of... Chad is the one that told Brandon what to do. That's what I read when I was prepped for court. And it was it was said that by Chad in his, not, not but in his writing, but what word for word is what I read, that Chad ordered Brandon to, I mean, I can tell you straight out what it said, or I can bleep out some stuff. Which one do you want? <laughs> Like I remember saying that he basically ordered him to tie the guy up, and then like that he got upset he, that he, he wasn't doing something he did. right. And he did, and then after that, they they robbed. Uh, they had the shootout, right? I'd have to, I'd and they had our see. I believe they when when they did do Samantha Burns, they tied her up. They tied her up. Okay. This is what was said. This is what I read. They, when I was watching the ATM money thing mm-hmm. in South Carolina on the video, that night after the, that, the last ATM draw, this is when they killed Samantha Burns. So wherever that, that's when Chad, the Brandon was saying she's in between my house and wherever we got dope. Well, where those remains found, that's not between my house. It's way off. Like, so that you know what I mean? More out towards, you know, yeah, Lane County. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I said there might be some truth in what Chad says, you know, because Brandon's pointing Route 60, and, you know, Samantha Burns, it, it would be hard for them to find her if that's where the remains of Samantha Burns is. It's right off Route 60. Route 60. I personally think if they find her, it's going to be kind of like with these remains, whoever they are. It's somebody stumbled upon them. Like, I yes. think that's how she's going to be found. Somebody's just going to be like, hey, there's, you know, a bone. And then 
they come in look. You know, I hope, I hope and pray that these are Samantha's remains. I do. I mean, since I mean, just like I know it's her. You know, because I, part, I just want it to be over. You know, not over, but I want there to be something before they die. You know, yeah, and I just want it to be something positive. Something positive. Going to come out at all? But um, right. One thing with Brandon, I know that's kind of one of my questions I had. Like where he says between your house and stuff, because is he just going off that after he went to your house after they came back from mm-hmm. South Carolina? Okay, because I, I know some people, like I said, where we were talking about earlier, where Chad said that they supposedly had went to your house before they went to South Carolina and stuff. Mm-mm. No. I was the, the I was the end of their crime spree, as I remember. <laughs> yeah. Because. Uh, I'm trying to think. They had a shootout, what was it? I think in South Carolina, got Alice. Killed her and then went back to the hotel. But I remember telling, I remember telling a FBI agent, you know, I was working that night and that morning my flying glass doors was open. Mm-hmm. And this is before Chad and Brandon ever come to my house. And this was like two days before. And, you know, Chad, I've never seen them before. My doorbell was like ringing like like crazy. Okay, never even seen Chad or Brandon together, none until that day. But I remember, you know, some dude running in the back of my yard with a black leather jacket off on, and he ran. And when Tommy or Brandon, you know, I called him Tommy, but Brandon Basham was ringing my doorbell like crazy, and he had that black leather jacket on. You know, I don't know if they come to my house and because my they stole my weed, whoever it was, and my carton of cigarettes, <laughs> and my sliding glass door was open. But as far as I, I didn't see them before they went back to South Carolina, or if they did. It could be basically, like you said, it could maybe be one of them, or it could have been a coincidence that somebody happened to be in that area around the time they could have been type thing. So you see, right. you just don't know. Is it a coincidence or is it really one of them? But um, with that house that you lived in, like the Chad, Chad knew of that house and knew you lived there. Was that like a family house that you guys lived in for a while? No, uh, that that my house. Yeah, your house. Yeah, it, it, I lived there. I I had just moved in. Well, it's always been there, but like my friends lived there and. Everybody that's lived there basically had bad luck, to be honest. Yeah, well, he did, <laughs> well, I'm saying that he basically knew, like he knew that you lived there there before. You know, well, he, he knew that I lived there because prior to this, like I told you, he came to my grandmother's house mm-hmm. six months prior to all this. Yeah. And I, I said, well, let me show you guys where I live. And I, they followed me, and I showed them where I lived, right off on Moore Street, right off 28th Street. And they, they just said, all right, him and Veronica. Mm-hmm. And then this stuff happens six months later. But, you know, when I seen pictures of little Miles, Chad had took cigarette burn, cigarette, and put a mouth on his little testicles and his inside of his legs. Yeah. And I seen, yeah. I seen photos of it. And I seen photos of where he was. You know, he that little boy went through some he, went through fucking hell with that man, uh, Chad. One thing um, I remember reading about Chad, because it kind of goes with what's like with you knowing him younger, because they was kind of saying like his parents would fight in front of him, like, and that's kind of like he was never really taught how to control his anger. So do you think maybe mm-hmm. when the child was young, you know, kind of like gets really upset and just takes it out on the child type thing where. Well, a child's gonna be vulnerable no matter how you know how old they are. Like, the child didn't get his way, then there was somebody going to pay the consequence for it. And, you know, child. You know, if the child's there, it's like that easy target type thing. That's why I'm kind of wondering because, like, because I've seen like and read some things about like his childhood, kind of like how it was, and then and then I. You know, he did have a bad childhood. Uh, you know, I mean, I did. You know what I mean? Yeah, still makes. Sense and there's what he done though. Like, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, Chad's childhood was just like, I don't know, he was a middle child like me. You know, I was the youngest child. It was just me and my brother. 
and but Chad was like a middle child, and, and <coughs> he was babied a lot by his mom, believe it or not. He was. And him and Ronnie always fought, and then Chad stayed, I guess. I mean, Chad disappeared for a while. I think and it was just like them growing up, they didn't have discipline. They all, you know, the mom, dad stayed pretty messed up. And we wasn't allowed up there. They always come to my house. My granny would feed them. I mean, that, and that's the truth. You know, mm-hmm. if my grandma had food, the neighborhood was eaten because that's just the way my grandma was. And they come down to eat a lot, which they fed us too. You know, so was, you know, having a good day, and we was in the next, you know, on that street because that's where we played on the street, literally. And we was in front of their house or just say my grandma's house or my aunt's house or my uncle's house. Everybody lived on that street. And we'd have our bikes and whatever on that street and we'd play. And whoever was cooking, you know, we ate. We didn't. Nobody went without. And that's, you know, that's one good thing I can say about me is, like, I I, I carry that, you know, because I am a genuinely nice person. I'm not what Chad to say I am and that just blows my mind. I don't know. I I just wish that Chad would talk to me. I want him to talk to me. I would love to have a conversation with Chad. Well, it's weird. And like I said, he like I said that sometimes he'll because in 2014, like when I first started talking to him, like he, you know, responded pretty quickly, and then it kind of went like we talked through emails, and I didn't hear back from him for a while, and then he started writing again. Well, he kept said he kept sending me letters, but I was never receiving them. But I, I personally don't think he ever sent any. I think he would just tell me that, and then like I said, he'll ignore me for a little bit, and then because um, I don't know if you saw, he actually said all these files that he had, and he wanted. Well, he told one uh, one girl, you know, like five or five hundred or something, and then but he had told me, you know, like four hundred some dollars. And if I send this to him, he'll send me these files. And at yeah. some point, where Samantha's at, and then he ended up saying, I think he ended up telling me, if I remember correctly, like last time was like a hundred dollars or something. If I send it to him, you know, that I could get all these files because these files will, you know, find Samantha and you'll see everything. Like it goes with everything where they looked at, and but I was kind of like because he he told me that he had these five. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but yeah, he kept telling me though about all these files and stuff that he's got, and you know, basically somebody needs to get him before he dies. Well, like I said, with the five investigators, he said he had the five best private investigators. I'm like, <laughs> my point was like. Did you, if you hire these people, but you can't, like, you can't send out files, but you can hire these private investigators, like, what if you just have, you know, somebody send them to me, you know, like, and somebody that he taught, you know, like, private investigator, an attorney, if he tells, talks to any, like, hey, why don't you have them send them to me? Because they could probably, you know, print off and send it cheaper. But, I, I, like, I was talking to his uncle and stuff, and he's like, he's like, my personal opinion, he's like, I don't think, you know, the files are legit, and, He's like, they might do something. He's like, that's your opinion. But he's like, I don't think you'll ever get them. I'm like, I know I won't. Because he's told me he was going to give me uh, basically like list of everybody he came in contact with when he was here. Going to send me other things. You know, information that could help and never got any of it. None. Mm. So, that's... I don't think he has anything better else to do than... You know, he knows it's coming to an end, and he knows that he's, he, I feel that he honestly feels embarrassed, and he should. You know, he should be embarrassed for everything he's done in this, you know, and I honestly feel he's embarrassed, and he just don't want to be looked at like that. But, and, I don't know, it makes me sick. It makes me sick in my stomach. Yeah, like he, <laughs> like that, I have, like, I always keep in the back of my mind, you know, like what we talked about earlier with Alice. Like, I always keep that in the back of my mind. Like, he did help find her. Like, I know one guy told me that he led him in the general area. And I talked to uh, a news reporter down there. 
And he's like, mm-hmm. well, he led us to the area. He's like, he's in prison, but he still got us to where to look. Because from my understanding, Brandon is the one that killed Samantha, and Chad is the one that killed Alice. Yeah. Maybe, you know, that's my, my opinion, and that's what I was told. Yeah, that's kind of like, I knew a lot of it, you know, one blames the other, the other blames the other, but I know Chad, according to him, he's never, he didn't kill either one of them, but it... Like I said, it's it's no in between anymore. Like both of them, you know, is guilty of whatever, whichever one doesn't want. Like neither of them stopped each other, but I don't think he really wants to be known as a killer. Which even even if he didn't, he's still a killer because he was involved in it. And same thing with Brandon. If he didn't kill him, then he was still involved, or you know, whatever they done. Because I've I've heard you know that one killed one, one killed the other. But you just really That's what know. I've always heard and you know, I heard where, you know, Brandon is the one that killed and repeatedly raped Samantha Burns. Mm-hmm. And that you know, that's what I was told, that's what I read. And that's during prep. Mm-hmm. That's during prep for trial. Not I wasn't told before any of this, before I knew anything I didn't know nothing. I was prepped. And when I say prepped is, you know, they're preparing me for what I'm going to be questioned as, what I'm, what I'm, you know, what to expect. and how, not how I would answer or this is the way I should answer it. None of that. They didn't trick me into anything. They basically prepped me into being their star witness because from my understanding, the way that their, their demeanor and the way they acted, after they killed two women, it's not normal. Yeah. You know, it's not normal, and that's why I was a star witness. And because I always questioned, like I told you earlier, I don't know why I was a star witness, but, you know, this is what I was told why. Is their demeanor on, should they get death row for their the way they acted since there's been no bodies? And, you know, it's very rare somebody goes to prison with, without their body, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, and at the time, you know, neither one of them was found. So you right. Two, two two bodies that were nowhere to be found, and yeah, it's it's rare to get somebody, you know, for death row. Not to get to, well, you know. that's when the star witness pops up, and this is you know they they rushed with this trial. They did. I'm not going to say they didn't. They really rushed to it and through it, and I think that's why the bodies. One has not been found, and one, yeah, Chad led to. It still took seven. And you know, the star witness pops up, and oh yeah, they acted like this. They did this. They, you know, they we smoked crack. Yes, we paranoid, but it's not normal. It's not normal for someone to kill someone, and you know, (laughs) you know, nothing ever happened. And for them to really act like nothing ever happened, that's basically, they killed themselves, you know? Yeah, uh, like speaking with, like with Chad with the polygraph test where he said he passed three of them. But, Did you ever see hmm. any of that? Um, according to the one guy that helped work on his case back then, mm-hmm. he, he said that he did, you know, that he passed them, but... You know, polygraph tests are not really used in trial. You know, Bruce, I failed. I'll be honest, I failed four polygraph tests, and I passed, like, 11. Well, um, you know, Gary Ridgway, the Green River killer, the serial killer? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he he failed a polygraph. Well, he passed a polygraph test when they first thought he was a suspect, and he passed it. Mm -hmm. But... But that fits kind the of. reason why, I guess, I, they never even questioned me about the polygraphs. I mean, they really never, because they, at times, there was times, I, that was one of the times I know I probably felt it, mm-hmm. is because where I was going to admit to something I didn't know, I was going to lie to them, and that was sitting in prison. You know, they really kept me in that room for 16 hours, and just grilling me, and grilling me, and grilling me, I mean, Six of these interrogators, one watched the body language, one watched how you talk, one watched just everything, you know. And, you know, I was really <laughs> going to tell them something that wasn't true. And just for them to leave me alone, because that was one of the hardest times. I mean, oh, 
It was bad. It's it's that's that's like I've never been interrogated or anything, but like you said, when you have so many people like at, like demanding stuff from you, yeah, and, you and it was it was demanding. Yeah, like you don't have any information to give them, and they're like, no, you do. You know, like you're kind of like, well, what? Like you said, like you question yourself, like what am I missing? You know, if they're telling me I yes. have it, and I know I don't, and what are they wanting? And then like that's when you get a false confession. It happened like so mm-hmm. all, all the time with that. Where like I said, people will confess, and then they're in prison for a crime they never committed just because they were right. And thankfully, thankfully, I never did do that. I, I don't know what made me not to because I wanted to. I'll be honest; I wanted to tell them something just to lay off of me for a minute. You know, just lay it off, just go away. You know, mm-hmm. and there at the end when I first got out of prison, and I was on parole. I'll never forget this day. And I was working at Little Caesars, and I, they come in, two investigators, two agents, whatever. I, I signed. I signed this, whatever they wanted me to sign. Next thing I know, my pro, pro officer was calling me, and she, told me, and she told me to get there. And they was there again. And I went there, and I told them. I said, because there was four of them this time, and they was drilling me again. They was drilling me, and I can, you know, I can only take so much. And if you don't believe me, then don't believe me. You know, mm-hmm. and I finally said, look, you guys got something on me. And I said, and I held my arms out to him. I said, arrest me now because I am so fed up with like, all this bullshit that I have literally caused up on myself, I guess, to a point where, you know, the cops didn't believe me. Nobody believed me. And... I finally told him, I said, because I said, I'll get me a Johnny Crocker lawyer and I'll, I'll have your fucking job because I don't know nothing. And my officer like flung me down back in the chair and she told me to shut up. And I told him, I, I, I cussed him out. And that's the last time that they ever, ever, ever interrogated me like that again. And because not only my officer seen what they was doing, it was just, it was really bad <laughs> to a point where they, they didn't care what they said to me. They, you know, I didn't, I didn't know nothing. And I, and again, I'll say, I did not know anything that they done or anything. Which, and if you look at it, it probably could be more in the line, like in their defense, you know, like you said, you know, Chad had already basically casted you and threw you out there and said, Hey, she knows. So in their defense, they thought you knew, according to him. And so, it took off the, yeah. the the suspense off of Tina. Yeah, like it all. And I'll always live by that because that's what's going on. That's what has happened. And because Tina has been under the fucking radar on none of this. I mean, I've been followed. I've been, you name it, I've been through it. And, and you know, I didn't even, I don't even care that they, you know, was doing that, but now that I think about it, it makes me shake. Mm-hmm. It makes me shake to the point where it made me angry again, and I don't want to get angry again. I don't want to have resentment or hope towards these people. Oh, yeah. But enough's enough. And that's when I get on Facebook. I don't even get on Facebook no more because it's always some bullshit, you know? Oh, it, it's hard. And I try not to speak my opinion of a lot of things, and I try not to even... They make, they make fun of my writing or my typing or whatever. Or I don't care. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know what I'm trying to say. And when they talk about my, my family members and, you know, the podcast thing, you know, I had some, I had some serious issues pop up and, you know, I, I really didn't know them. I, I really don't, don't feel comfortable now that I left and listened to the podcast. I really don't. I didn't feel comfortable and I shouldn't agree to something and not do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've known, you know, we've talked on several occasions. That's why I agreed. I was like, you know, I offered too. Mm-hmm. Hey, if, uh, yeah, I only write my story, but here, here, I, this is what I, I have. I mean, I've gave it all to you now. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked for, I think, over two hours, which, um, when I, you know, go to upload and stuff, like, I might do it in two parts where it's so long, but mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not one like I'm not one of those people that's like say that you say something 
and then I'm going to cut out everything in front of that to say this is what she said. You know what I mean? Like try to right. say you said this when you didn't. Like I'm not going to take anything out of context and just put pieces. Like basically how we've talked today is how I'm going to edit it out. Like I might just like fresh it up a little bit with like make like background noise or anything not be heard, like clear it up. But other than that, though, it would be basically the way we talked today. So I'm not going to take anything you said out of context. I'm going to put it out there with okay. One thing, though, um, like we said, you've had judgment and everything throughout the years. Um, you know, you're putting your name out there with this, so you're, you might have some good feedback or you might have a lot of negative feedback. So that's one thing you're going to have to prepare for, mm-hmm. which I think you basically already know how all that stuff yeah. works. So, yeah, I, yeah, like I can... Yeah, hopefully I'll have, like I said, with, I'll probably cut it within like an hour, do like one, like an hour and something, then the other one, like an hour and something, and okay. I usually, like, yeah. with my podcast, usually try to have like an episode out every Friday, so if, if I do get one part out this Friday, then the next one will be out next Friday, I'll just like okay. part one, part two, stuff like that, I just gotta upload it to my laptop, and like I said, get it, out, get it on there and stuff, and do all that. Yeah, that's fine with me. And everything I've said, you know, I know I'm kind of scattered, but I always get like that when I try, talk about this, about Lance Burns' case and chatting in because I want to say all the right things and some things aren't the right things, you know, and yeah. some people, you know, that's where they, I think they want to find disbelief in me is because of the way I throw out things like that and I'm scatterbrained too. I, I'm I'm scatterbrained a lot with when I, especially like you said, there's so much information, so many angles you can look at, and everything that's yeah. been said over the years. You don't really know where to start and where to finish, and when you try to connect dots and everything, and you basically just have dots everywhere. And yes, and it, 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 yeah, but it was it was nice talking to you, and hopefully this will clear up issues, maybe. Hopefully, you know, hopefully Chad gets my, hopefully, you know, talk to me. I would love to talk to him. I sent him because, a letter after the one I told you about where he said the, these remains weren't Samantha and it was a girl from Canova. Mm-hmm. I uh, wrote him back, and that's been, is that in March? Well, I'm going to be right. I'll, I'm going to take it up on myself to write Brandon. Yeah, I don't know if I'll get a response. Yeah, uh, Chad hasn't wrote me back since. And like I said, he takes times where he won't say nothing to me. And then I actually have recently wrote Brandon again. I know, that, I know that they were stopping all correspondence, like when the lawyers and stuff, when they had pills and stuff. That's one reason why I didn't need to go to Indiana. Because that was planned, you know, for the summer, that one summer. Um, that was planned. I was going to go talk to Brandon and hopefully to Chad, too. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've took extent to put my neck out there, you know, to try to get answers from them and, and I'll not stop. If they, if they shut up my doorstep tomorrow, I will still try to help, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all I can do. Yeah. 